Welcome to Working Matters. My name is Carl Edwards. Join us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, I'm very excited this morning to start a new series with our very special guest, Marion Skeet. Good morning, Marion. Good morning, Carl. How are you? I am doing great. And I'm very excited to have you on the show. Marion is the founder and president of Legacy Makers International. We are going to be discussing over the next five weeks visionary leadership. Not just any leadership, but visionary leadership. Tell us a little about what you mean by that word and specifically let's start with in terms of what you're trying to do with Legacy Makers International. Um, Legacy Makers International Ministries, I should first say that it's a vision to empower leaders mm. and to, we do that through training, we do that through mobilization, um, we do that through doing life with people who are called to be leaders. And you know, we have a broad definition of leaders, so we're not saying that people have to be in a position. I think most people think mm. of leadership as positional, mm -hmm. but we're thinking about leadership as grassroots on all levels, people who have influence to make a difference and to bring about change. And so we're about empowering people, giving them the tools, the resources to be able to do that. And when I think about visionary leadership, I mean, the word kind of implies what it is. It's the kind of leadership, I believe, that becomes the eyes of a ministry or an undertaking or a project. And so visionary leaders are often prophetic, I would say, in the spiritual as well as the generic sense of the word. They help to move an organization into the future. That's my definition, my understanding uh, from my experience of visionary leadership. And that's what we're striving to be. And that's what we're striving to empower others to be. Ooh, that's very exciting. Okay, well, I want to pull on a couple of those lines of thought that you got going in there. One is this kind of broad based of who are leaders and who you're empowering. Exactly. So there's one thing I'm hearing is that change and the people who see the need for change can come from a variety of places and you're trying to empower them to be that catalyst. Exactly. The other thing I'm hearing is this, what we're talking about in the subject of our series, which we're going to have some fun pulling apart over the next few weeks has to do with this, the visionary aspect of it, the seeing yes. something new, seeing a different future that might be available. So let's look at that. You know, there's a lot of, you know, where it's kind of a leadership-based economy right now. There's, there's a yeah. thousand leadership gurus and 10,000 leadership yes. books, and there's all sorts of angles on it. Mm -hmm. And so what is it about this seeing the future and, and empowering people to initiate change, visionary leadership that's got you so passionate. There's a proverb that says in, in the Bible that, that where there is no vision or no revelation, you know, people cast off restraint. And so there is something valuable to be said about a vision caster, someone who helps to people to see their future. This is not someone who's a dictator and not someone who tells people what to do. And oftentimes we fall into that mm, as leaders. Yeah. I think we fall into that I would say that weakness of trying to tell people, order people's lives. And I don't think that's what visionary really means. It really is helping people to get a lens on life. The world is facing a lot of challenges. I don't think any of us will deny that. That's quite obvious. When you say seeing a future, you're not saying, I can see where we're going and you don't see. We all need to do this. Absolutely. Line up behind me. Let's go. Helping people to see what they don't necessarily see, but what in a sense they want. You know, helping people to achieve their purpose and their destiny. Sometimes, and it may not be the best metaphor, but in a sense, the breadcrumbs along the way so that we, we find the trail to go. And I think that comes not just from a leader. That comes from leader that's in, in collaboration with others. And so leadership, I don't think, is this thing of this vacuum where this leader stands and says, 
You know, I know the way to go, follow me. But it's a leader who's accountable to people. It's a leader who listens to people. It's a leader who senses, observes the world, is very engaged in the world, and is seeing the changes in the world, and then responds out of that. So in a sense, it doesn't come from the leader alone. As a leader, I believe, as a visionary leader, you are to be an observer of life. You know? So it may not come from the leader at all. It may not come you from the leader at all. You may be observing all these dynamics. You may be having people in your community that Absolutely. are trying to be about certain things. Yes. And you simply have the capacity yes. to see how it might all be fitting together and where it might all be able to go, you can provide yes. direction and resources in a way that yes. people are not doing for themselves. It's not to imply that leadership should be weak at all. It's not to imply that leadership should not have some definition or understanding of where they're going or where an organization should go. It's not saying that at all, but it's just saying that the parameters are wide and understanding that no one person possesses all that knowledge to be able to direct in an organization into its, its future. Well, we get confused, I believe. Here, I'm going to throw in one of my I beliefs. I believe <laughs> it's confusing for people in leadership since it is so often a positional thing in our culture. And I don't mean that negatively, but it yes. often goes alongside that the person who can see and put it together is also the person who has more power on the organizational chart and then it just gets confusing for that person when they're trying to defend that power exactly. to be respected, which may or may not be necessary, I doing think their thing and helping others. You are so right. Excellent point, because I think um, that is the tension, because we are in a society that values and is set up on positional power. If you are the CEO, it gives you the power to be able to make a lot of choices. You make a lot of decisions, or if you're a part of the inner circle or the inner leadership of power, I mean, you can wield a lot of power. So when we're talking about effective leadership, there has mm-hmm. to be that tension, and I'm not sure you can just resolve it by saying, okay, this is a principle. And If there is a principle in terms of how do you wield that power, how do you, is the idea of share, sharing power. Mm-hmm. I don't believe power is owned by anyone. Ultimately, mm-hmm. God owns power, and I believe that as a Christian leader, that God owns power. But we share power, the power that's been stored to us or given to us. I think we share it. And there is, honestly, there will remain that tension, I think, within each organization has to figure out how to share that power. Well, what I'm finding helpful about the way you're describing it is when the subject's leadership or my role as leadership, inadvertently, my perspective is twisted around and onto myself. Yes. And what do I do? You're pointing out is almost a a lack of self-consciousness about the leader themselves because their awareness, their attention is on other people, dynamics going on in the culture, this paying attention you pointed to, coming alongside all those things and helping articulate how they might unfold. The subject's not them or leadership. And it's helping people to own the vision. It's refreshing. It is refreshing. And actually, I think it is a relief to a leader when they realize, you know what, I don't have to know everything. It's empowering to both the leader as well as the people that are following that vision. And because it really is not about the personality. And don't get me wrong, I think leaders have to be people of integrity. It is about how you do what you do. But ultimately, I think when people follow vision, they're not saying that the leader has to give them all the answers. They're not depending Mm -hmm. on the leader to give them all the answers. They are asking the leader to give me a map, maybe. Give me a roadmap. And, um, you know, it's funny because I had a problem with a map coming here to this place to record this. And it was so funny. I thought a visionary leader. Well, you know, well, maybe not because I got (laughs) lost. (laughs) That's the point. And, And I was thinking about that because I, in my mind, I had a concept as to where I was going. 
So yeah. I've all, you know, I've been in the Valley. Obviously I, I lived in Burbank at one point. In my mind, I knew where I was going. Along the way, I realized that my concept of where I was going was based on where I used to live before versus where I oh. live now. And so even though I had a map, I didn't follow that map. And I think oftentimes people have preconceived notions about where they need to be and to go in their lives personally. They have a personal vision for their lives. A leader, I think, a visionary leader helps them to give them a map to say, you know what, your destiny really ultimately is not mine. I don't own your destiny. Oh, I love that image. You know. Because what it does, if I can just play that out a little. Just don't get lost though. In the, the I won't get lost in this to one. Learn no, this, this is lesson. too exciting. Well, I want to tie it into what you were saying about seeing the future. And when you give people a map that empowers them to go a variety of places, giving a map is different than giving directions or telling everyone where to go or telling them how to get there. Yes. But it's laying out the information and the vision of the terrain and potential. Yes. And a lot of things. Power all these great lives we're trying to serve. Exactly. And Carl, within that, there's creativity. Within that, there's initiative that people must take. But once we try to tell people, you do this and you do it that way, there are several ways to get here. You know, I haven't discovered all of them, but I discovered at least two today. You did two of them in one day. In in one day. That's great. Took a lot of time. And so I think visionary leaders give people that map and those parameters. And so when a visionary leader leads people... To me, it's like a tent. You know, you kind of keep increasing the the stakes of the tent. Mm. And um, so it's not necessarily always about something new. It's about increasing the space where people can function and be what they need to be. Well, that's wonderful. That's got me excited for this series. We're going to have to wrap it up for today. But we're going to take this discussion of visionary leadership forward. And next week, we're going to be looking at thinking outside the box. And in the future, we'll also be discussing how to inspire and catalyze change what's involved in respecting and involving other people, and then cultivating a language for change. So thank you, Marianne. People I know are going to, out of this series, want to meet you. Where on the web will we be able to find you, Legacy Makers? Well, you can find us at www.legacy-makers.org. Again, legacy-makers.org. And you can find out more about our organization. You can get involved. We encourage you to start a group. We encourage you to empower others. So there's a lot of things on there. Love to hear from you. Well, join us next week. In the meantime, go by LegacyMakers.org and come by BoldEnterprises.com. Dashmakers.org. Thank you for clarifying. We'll be discussing this on our website. So come by, join the conversation. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.